You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Good day, everybody. This is Brandon, and uh, you're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. I'm actually going to do a live stream because I guess I need attention. It could be that. Why else would I be doing this? I mean, literally 813 people listened on all the different formats to the last podcast that I did, the last episode of the Brandon Bishop Podcast, or as I initial it, the BB Pod. So 813 people, That's is that a lot for like some independent guy who's not a huge celebrity? We've gotten up to like 1,300, but apparently I'm not as negative as I used to be. So um, people like negativity and <laughs> they stopped tuning in as soon as I started saying nice things. Go figure. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, I wanted to do a... Uh, Live stream, so if you're watching out there, wow, look at my hair, it looks fantastic. Hang on, oh, yeah, look at that. Ooh, bummer. See, I cut it all off and made it short so I wouldn't have to deal with it, but I'm still having to deal with it. So, what do, I, I might as well just shave my head at this point. I mean, I would look like a freaking deformed gargoyle if I shaved my head. I remember those early army pictures that I took, not good, man, not good. And now you add another like 50 pounds on top of the army pictures. And yeah, not, not a good look for your pal Brandon here. I'm, uh, wearing my Anthony Bourdain t-shirt. Uh, I, <laughs> I can get, it's 20 bucks on Amazon prime, which is a little much, but I get it. Uh, it's kind of the, I've been holding off watching the documentary because, uh, the Roadrunner documentary about Anthony Bourdain, because it's just, uh, he's, he's just one of those guys, one of those guys I really looked up to, really idolized, not for the drug use, but just for his uh, on-screen persona, the the quality of the programming that he did. And uh, that's what Go There, Eat That was all about. Uh, my show, Go There, Eat That. If you didn't know, I had a show called Go There, Eat That. I have a show called Go There, Eat That. It's on a side TV, which you, yes, you can get a side TV right now, right now. On Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and at ASYTV.com, AsaiTV.com. It's only five bucks a month, 17 cents a day. A whole month is less than that cup of coffee that you probably grabbed at Starbucks this morning. A whole month is less than that delicious breakfast burrito that I've been thinking about all morning. But I can't have any more because I went vegetarian, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I know you're going to, well, what's vegan? Weren't you vegan before? I guess I was vegan. Hi, Mom. My mom's watching. Yay. Now I can't say bad words. Oh, great. Why did I do this last? uh, Why did I do this live stream? Actually, she cusses more than I do, so um, I'm sure she'll be okay with it. Oh, man. We got a whole list of stuff I wanted to chat about today. And again, there's no rhyme or reason to these podcasts. I do them when I have time to do them. I do them when I feel like doing them. I'm not being paid to do these. I'm not doing corporate sponsorships yet. 
Uh, if someone offers me money, you damn right I'll take it. And I will put your product over like nobody will. Nobody. And I've been talking to a lot of businesses for a side TV, so maybe throwing in the Brandon Bishop podcast as a extra cavat uh, is a good idea. So maybe I'll be doing that pretty soon, and I'll be saying things like, uh, you, yes, you can eat Magic Spoon cereal. Yeah, it's high protein and blah, blah, blah. And uh, hey, check out this chair that people made. It's a good chair. You should buy this chair. Use promo code Brandon for this chair, whatever. But until that time comes, I'm just going to do these whenever the hell I feel like doing them. So uh, thank you for joining. And like I said, we had, you know, our numbers of listeners, honestly, are between like 800 and like 1,200. I think one time we hit 1,300 people listening on all the formats. You're talking Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, Pod Paradise, Pod Serve, which is actually our server. Um, so, yeah, you could look at like iTunes and there'd be like 300 listeners. Well, you know, yeah, that's how many people listen to it on iTunes. It, it's, like, it's on everything. So don't. Like, call me out on anything. One person did. They're like, yeah, you don't have 1,300 listeners. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Just do the work. Like, if you really care that much, go look at all the different formats. So, shut up. Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? I always do this. I get on these little sidebars, and I forget the, the, the main topic of what I was going to talk about. And now that I'm doing live stream, I, I had to put on clothes. I'm not happy about that. I uh, can't pick my nose while I'm talking to you. I can't really... Uh, scratch myself, which I love, love scratching myself. I mean, if I itch, of course you, you love scratching yourself. If you itch, it's the instant remedy for the itch, but it's not always appropriate on, you know, being, when you're being watched, I have like a few people over here watching. I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this live stream and most people have day jobs. So I'm not expecting a huge turnout, but you leave it on there and then more people watch and then blah, 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 blah. (sighs) So new stuff. Um, I was talking about something. I was going to go somewhere. I have like so many things in my mind right now. I'm irritated about a couple things. I'm super happy about a couple things, extremely excited about a couple things, and I want to share them all. This is like a time capsule. Even if people don't give a damn about Brandon Bishop and what he's doing or Psy TV or any of this stuff that we're doing, it's a time capsule for me. I can listen to this years down the road. My kids can listen to this years down the road. Even if our server crashes, we still have it on file here on the computer. The only way it'll uh, disappear forever is if, like, you know, the power grid dies, right? Which is going to happen sooner or later. I mean, look at Louisiana right now. And I'm really feeling bad for, like, a lot of people right now. Oh, Louisiana's, uh, they're going to be without power for a couple weeks. They just got their ass kicked by Hurricane Ida, my friend Heather the Blue Dragon. Uh, barely got out of there, like, <laughs> like literally hours before it hit. Um, she was down there doing something, and uh, yeah, it, it got crazy down there. And um, thankfully, like, nothing was destroyed. I love Louisiana for like one or two. I should say I love New Orleans for like a day or two, and then after that, it's like I got to get out of here. But uh, those two days are always wonderful, and it, it can't be like maybe once a year you go to New Orleans and. You just walk around the French Quarter. You you fill your you fill pack yourself with Cajun food and beignets and and gumbo and all the stuff that they have down there. That's great. And then you just got to go because you just start seeing the cracks in the pavement. And you're like, okay, I'm I am done with Louisiana. It's just not. <laughs> uh, but no, I 
I'm glad that it's intact, so to speak. Uh, the, the more southern cities got the crap beat out of them. But uh, more, more importantly, there's just a lot of people that are without power. And speaking of my mom, who's watching, is um, we talked about how screwed like we as people would be without, um, without power. I mean, if this, if the national power grid goes down and all the food starts to spoil and all the electronic locks are unlocked and all of the computers don't work and there's no such thing as internet and holy shit, do you know how bad, I mean, there's no air conditioning, there's no heating, there's no, you're back to an open fire. <laughs> you're back to fanning yourselves like in the old days with the big, uh, with the little handheld fans, you know, I don't think people are conditioned enough these days, you know, being born in the seventies and raised in the eighties and, you know, becoming a man in the nineties. Uh, we didn't have that stuff to begin with. Yes, we had power, of course, but we didn't have, um, you know, internet and computers, any, any of that stuff. It didn't even make sense that we could have that stuff in our house. We didn't have cell phones in our pockets that had cameras and we dreamt of having like the coolest thing in the world. Like someday we're going to have like, like what we call FaceTime now, <laughs> like someday there'll be video phones and it's going to be the coolest. It may not be in my lifetime, but, and now it's like something like literally people are watching me in my living room office, uh, doing a podcast, which who knew what a podcast was, but it's so weird to think about. It is. It's just weird to think about it. That's one of the questions I ask everybody. When I interviewed Stephen Piercy from Rat on this show, uh, you can find the episode somewhere. I said, hey, man, like, what would it have been like in the 80s on the Sunset Strip at the Whiskey in the Rainbow when you, if you had a cell phone in your pocket that could broadcast to the world? And Rat was huge back in the day, so they would have had you know thousands and thousands of people logging into their live streams. What would have what would the world have been like? And we'd probably all be in jail, to be honest with you. It's just the horrible things. And I think the the positive of social media it's it's really it's it's really called out a lot of people. But back in the day, if you wanted to call somebody out on something, you had to do it face to face. And uh, that's a lost art. It really is because there's so much trash on the internet and there's so much garbage and just garbage human beings that won't even use their real name uh, behind the safety of, of being out of range. You know, it's uh, keyboard warriors. They're just awful people that just say mean things just to get a reaction, just to get attention that they don't get at home. And I understand that. It's stupid, but I get it. People are, are trash. There's just trash people everywhere. Um, but it really has forced society to really clean up its act. And for that, I think social media has been great. Um, just things that I've said when I was in my early twenties or teen years or whatever, things that came out of my mouth are just awful. Like, cause we didn't understand things. We didn't know how to, we didn't, it wasn't commonplace to be gay. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it just wasn't, it, it, we were so afraid of anything different and everything was different except for us. So we were afraid of everything. And when we we're afraid of everything, how did we deal with things back in the day? We'd talk smack about it and, and verbally push it into the ground. And we're so much better than everybody, but we weren't. And I think social media has given everybody a soapbox to stand up on and, uh, to, to call out 
all of that stuff, to call out sexism, to call out people who are bigoted against people who have different sexual preferences to, uh, of course, racism and just all the stupid shit that used to be commonplace is now common to be uh, kicked around and ridiculed and we forced those people into their little, their, their little groups, their little groups of safety. Like, yeah, we can be racist together. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> but it's not, um, it's, <laughs> it's not possible for these people to go out and say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And, and then get away with it now, because then you'll have millions of people kicking the shit out of you online. But again, on the flip side of that, the face to face thing and, talking smack to each other in uh, in person that's a lost art <laughs> it really is and uh, i wish that i could meet these people i mean i run a business of course i run an entertainment business so of course i get that stuff of course i get the um you know the assholes that are just you know <laughs> your 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 network sucks and blah 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 i'm like okay what's well, it's not for you Thankfully, we've only gotten like literally a handful. I can't even really think of not even a handful of those kind of assholes, but they're out there. And then um, just, you know, commonplace things. You could you could post something nice on Instagram or nice on Twitter or even Facebook and just something like, wow, did you see that beautiful rainbow today? And then you'll get like gays stole rainbows from us, which is kind of funny, actually, if somebody said that, but. Um, <laughs> it's stupid, but it's funny. And, but you know, then you'd have like, you know, well, you're a homophobic and then, and it just turns into like this big long thread of just arguing assholes when someone just posted something as simple as, Hey, there's a beautiful rainbow outside. <laughs> That's the flip side. That's the negative parts of, uh, of, uh, social media, uh, pro wrestler, uh, formerly known as buddy Murphy now going as buddy Matthews, uh, has been posting videos and pictures about being, you know, released from uh, WWE, and they have to wait like ninety days before they can actually uh, go work anywhere else. They're still getting paid in those ninety days, but it's like a non-compete clause. It's in a lot of entertainment uh, institutions and things like that, different contracts. But he posted a picture of because uh, his uh, his ninety-day non-compete clause is over now. So he posts a picture of two hands with chains in the middle of them being broken. And holy crap, <laughs> did he get just the shit kicked out of him for it online. None of these people would dare say any of this stuff to his face. None of you, none of you would say any of this stuff to his face because the guy would kill you uh, probably just with a stare. Anyways, it was just his way of saying, I'm free from being chained to this company, to being chained to this horrible booking, to being, and then everyone's like, oh, that's a represented representation of slavery, and you're using that to, to you know, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. I mean, seriously, if that is the biggest, if that is the biggest negative, negative part of your day, then you're living a pretty good life. So shut the hell up. Like I'm so tired of people just looking for attention and using anything that they can get their hands on anything that they can get their stupid, sweaty little keyboard bruised, keyboard bruised hands, fingers on just to, just to look at me and get likes 
That's all it is. And it's always one out of a million people. And that one person is loud as hell. And then you get the people that are like, oh, maybe I can get some likes for this too. Oh, maybe I can get some attention that I don't get at home uh, online f- f- for this cause as well. Oh, yeah, buddy, you're, you're a bad person for comparing your release from a company to slavery. Oh, blah, blah. My f- grandfather's grandfather was a slave and oh, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns into white people this and black people this. And then you get the racists on there that are just like, you know, saying what they say and then. It just spirals out of control. The guy is just happy to be free from a contract. Broke the chains. What? None of, oh, and don't make me say this. Please don't make me say this out loud. Ah, yes. This country, this world in general has a lot of skeletons in the closet. It does but concentrate on the freaking progress that we've made instead of the mistakes that were made. Does that make any sense to you? Can somebody put that in a meme? Maybe a little black and white picture of my big dumb face in the corner and my name next to a dash. Concentrate on the progress that has been made. Do not concentrate on the mistakes that were made. We've learned from them. That's how we have the progress, people. Okay, why why don't you ask some people that were like, you know, my mom's still watching. Why don't you ask her how things were in Detroit in the 70s and the 60s, maybe, and ask her how things are now? Why don't you ask anybody of any color how things were of any age older than you? That's what it is, is these freaking 20 year olds and some 30 year olds and even younger and slightly older than that. They didn't live through that stuff. They didn't see it. They didn't partake in it. All they have is stories that they need to cling on to and make them their own. Make up your own damn stories. That's like sampling music. Like, don't sample music. Write a fucking song. Uh, anyways. It doesn't concern you people. It's not your story, okay? You are the progress. You are the result of the progress. You are the ones responsible for keeping the progress going. In 20 years, I don't want to hear about a fucking story like this anymore. I don't want to see this shit, whatever social media feed that we're looking at at that point. I don't want to see any more of this stuff in 25 years, okay? In 25 years, I'm going to be ready to die, okay? I'm going to be getting ready to die. Wait, how old old will I be in 25 years? I'll be over 70. So, you know, it's that, that, that's, that's all I want to do at that point is just relax and eventually die. I don't want to see all this stupidity, stupidity and negativity. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of your stupidity and negativity. I'm tired of you latching on to causes and trying to make them your own so you can get likes on social media. Oh, God, look at my Instagram profile. It's blowing up. Good for you. Good for you. If that's the only talent you have is pissing people off and being a victim, then there's your talent. I feel bad for you. Get out. Go get a job. Be a worker bee. Do something positive in society. Take care of your inner circle. Go donate food at a food bank. Go freaking wash cars and raise money or do a bake sale and raise money for local charities. Do something with your life except for bitching, complaining, moaning, and latching on to different social causes so people will pay attention to you because that makes you stupid. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's 
That's slavery, Representative. You can't use that. I'll use whatever the hell I want to use, and so will Buddy Murphy Matthews, whatever they call him. Oh, anyways, I don't want to get negative today. I went vegetarian again about a, almost a month ago. I've been pretty, pretty good uh, sticking to it. It's kind of fun, but I'm kind of doing the same stupid thing that I did last time when I was vegan, um, and that is just going for the, the junk food that you can eat. Like When you think of, like, I'm going to go vegan well, I'm going to go vegetarian. I like cheese and butter, and I like eggs sometimes, okay? And I like milk sometimes if I need to cook with it. So I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. I just I eat animal products. I don't eat the animals right now. And it, the main reason I'm doing it is because just health. I, I'm not – it's not that I you know feel bad for the animals. They lost the war. You know, I'm sorry. Yes, I do feel bad for them. I feel terrible for them. I, I wish that uh, it, it didn't have to be a thing. But tell that to a lion, tell that to a tiger, tell that to, uh, you know, other animals that eat animals. It's just the nature, okay? Sorry if it has a cute face. And uh, I, I don't know any cows personally. I, I imagine there's some great cows out there. I imagine there's some asshole cows out there. You know, I don't paint society and even species in black and white. No, there's every, everybody's an asshole and everybody's nice and... Uh, that's just it. And I'm sure there's some cows out there that are just complete jerks. And I don't feel bad for eating those cows. They're just terrible cows. Same with the chickens. I know some chickens that are fabulous chickens, good, good people, good chicken people. But the, there's some out there that are just total cocks. <laughs> oh, the dad jokes will be strong. Um, anyways. Uh, Oh, by the way, if you are listening live, you can ask some questions. I will be doing mail later on. And uh, oh, I was talking about Anthony Bourdain earlier. See, this is this is the professionalism. I actually have notes in front of me. I'm just not looking at them because I just like to riff for about an hour and a half. And then if I even got that much time right now, it's almost 11 and I have like three meetings today. Thankfully, two of them are on the phone. Oh, anyways. Anthony Bourdain. I'm holding off watching this documentary until I'm ready to do so. Like I said, he's a big time idol of mine. Uh, I've read all his books. I've seen all his shows. And it's just, I I don't want to be tired when I'm watching it. I want to pay full attention. I don't want to be, I don't want my kid here because I'd rather spend time with him than do anything. I I don't want anything. I don't want it to be daylight because then my shitty neighbors will be booming their bass music. I don't want uh, any distractions whatsoever. I just want to be able to zone in, watch it, and then talk about it later. So I'm going to hold off on watching the Anthony Bourdain thing until I'm completely undistracted and I have however long it takes to watch it, to watch it. Simple as that. But I will probably do an entire episode about that movie uh, what I did watch last night, though, was the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched that yet, I would highly recommend it. The The negatives of it is it really pisses you off, really pisses you off. Now, you know, the Bob Ross Incorporated uh, business has, of course, responded in desperate damage control mode to... Um, kind of counteract a lot of the things that were said in the documentary. 
I mean, first of all, it's called Happy Little Trees Betrayal and Greed. Well, I can't remember the actual name of the documentary, but it's a fabulously done, well put together. And it's not, you know, if it was, how do I say this? Like the Bob Ross Incorporated company, they saying it's all lies, of course, and that the Kowalski family is not guilty of all the things that these people say that they're guilty of. Basically stealing Bob Ross's identity. And, but then you got to wonder, like, would he even have an identity if it wasn't for the Kowalskis? Were they just straight up business? Of course they wanted to make money. They're a business. That's what they do. Did they want to keep his legacy alive? There's that end of it. And then you get the end of it where, you know, his son, Steve Ross and everybody else who was basically attached to him just got kind of left out. Like Steve Ross doesn't have any part of his own father's identity. Uh, Like all the t-shirts and the mugs and every, all the merchandise that you see with Bob Ross on him, that all goes to Bob Ross incorporated, which is not his family. And he gets no piece of that whatsoever. So he doesn't get to enjoy his father's legacy whatsoever. He sees his father's face on a t-shirt that somebody's wearing because they think I love Bob Ross. So I'm going to buy this t-shirt. He gets not anything from it. And he's a great painter himself. I would love, love, love to do a show with Steve Ross, his son, uh, kind of in the vein of what his dad did. I mean, it's just, he's an amazing painter. So why wouldn't we? I've been trying to reach out ever since I watched it last night. I've sent several emails, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, And that's what I do, too. If I see something and I come up with an idea, I just start sending emails. I don't care if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll find some kind of contact information. And I will reach out uh, as soon as possible and keep doing so until I'm told no or until I get bored of trying. Um, but anyways, the, the documentary was great. It was just really maddening. It really makes you hate the Bob Ross Incorporated Kowalski family. Uh, it is very one-sided, but the one side's rather convincing. So it, it, the, the main thing that sucks is that it just puts a negative anything attached to the Bob Ross name. And that kind of bums me out because uh, we don't have that anymore. Name one person right now. I'm asking all of you in your head or talk to the person next to you and say, give me one person that's like a Bob Ross right now or a Mr. Rogers. Anybody? Give me one person that hasn't been like, <laughs> like Bill Cosby who hasn't been totally shamed and like just rightfully so just, destroyed Michael Jackson was destroyed Princess Diana was killed or or died in a car accident whatever conspiracy you choose to believe there's no wholesome heroes anymore there's this none name one I'm waiting I'm not going to do it because I'm just not a positive person (laughs) I wish I was I'm working on it the older I get the more disgruntled I get and I'm just more annoyed with everybody but who else did we have back in the day? We had so many uh, just positive influences. I mean, what, Sesame Street? I guess that's still around, but nobody watches it. Um, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. It's like on the tip of my tongue. There's like 10 of them. There's like so many different like individuals out there that were just so positive and healthy and they were educating children and who do we have now? I mean, like reading rainbow or things like that back in the day. I, I can't think of anybody now. Somebody that's on that level of Mr. Rogers or like I said, uh, 
Bob Ross or just some little hippy dippy guy that's just like all smiles and has no actual like scandals or horrible things going on in their life. We don't have that anymore. And I think right now we need it more than anything. But would you people going back to what we were just talking about, would you even let that happen? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Would you people let that happen? If Bob Ross was out right now and had a Twitter page, you stupid assholes would ruin him. You would. You'd be like, oh, his hair looks stupid. Oh, he's wearing a wig. Oh, oh that painting sucked. Oh, yeah, happy little trees. Yeah. <laughs> you would. You would fucking ruin Bob Ross. Imagine if Mr. Rogers had an Instagram page and posted a picture of him uh, with that with the black kid. You know, when they were, there was like this amazing moment that broke down walls and it was just beautiful. And I can't remember what it was. It was an inclusive type of thing. And it was basically Mr. Rogers like flipping off the establishment and saying, hey, we're going to do this thing. And it was wonderful. Imagine if Mr. Rogers posted a picture of that on Instagram. Like somebody be like, oh, he's just using the black kid to, you know, make money or whatever. He's just doing this. And oh, blah, 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 blah. this looks like pedophilia. Blah, blah, blah. You guys would say the stupidest shit in the world. And poor Mr. Rogers would just have to be like, what? <laughs> and that's, I think most people 40 and above, myself included, just look at a lot of the stupid shit that, that you guys post and comments that you post. And just kind of scroll through, like, just scroll through these threads and go, what? Like the Buddy Murphy thing. I'm just like going, what? Like, how is, how are you this thin skinned? How do you go outside and not just burn to death in the sun with your thin skin? How? It doesn't make any sense. You don't make any sense. How can somebody just live their life so negatively, negatively, negatively? Yes, negatively. (laughs) How? How do you do this? How do I do this? Seriously, between my neighbors and and just people around me and stuff, I just... And here's the thing. I don't... I'm not the protagonist here. I'm the antagonist here. I react to things around me. I don't cause trouble, okay? I don't do anything bad to anybody. I'm probably one of the most respectful people you'll ever meet, nicest. And when I'm not doing my podcast, I I speak low and respectfully. I don't thump my shitty music for the world to be forced to hear when they're on their couch just trying to relax. I don't smoke at all. And if I did, I wouldn't smoke out in front of fucking entrances. I don't do these stupid shit that you people do. And I can't imagine ever fucking doing it. So when I'm negative about, it's when it's all being done to me and and people that I care about. It's like businesses that are ripping off people and just, oh, God damn, going by a gas sign and seeing $3.80 a gallon here in Colorado Springs. That's just dumb. It doesn't have to be. None of this shit has to be like this. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, you just want the world to revolve around you. No, I really, really don't. I want you all to get a Psy TV and subscribe for five bucks a month on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and at AsciTV.com. Of course, I want that world to subscribe, but I don't want it to revolve around me. I want the world to leave me the F alone. Please leave me alone. Unless it's business, then we talk which my phone's been blowing up ever since I hit the record button. And that's great. 
I got shit to do when I get done with this. I got a meeting in two hours and I'm excited about it. It's a moneymaker. I like money. Of course I do. Everybody needs it. Anyways, I don't want to be a negative prick anymore. I don't, I don't want to be the old man on my lawn or telling kids to get off my lawn. I want the kids to realize they shouldn't be on my fucking lawn to begin with. Why does that have to be such a hard thing? If I put up a sign, they'll steal the sign. <laughs> That's just it, man. I'm, I'm like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not suicidal at all. I love life. But when it's time to go, I'm, gonna, I'm good. I'm good. You're like, go. I'm just, okay. Close my eyes. There it is. I, sure, I want another 35, 40 years. Give me that. I'd be thrilled. That's how you win. Doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank. You can't take it with you. You win when you live a long life and you've brought yourself as much happiness and surrounded yourself with as much love as you possibly can. That's how you win. Anyways. What else do we got going on here? You know, we've got, I've got so much coming up, man. I've literally booked the hell out of my next year. Just in the last couple of weeks, I just got my contract for the first ever. Are you ready? Hang on. Yes, I was a drummer. I was indeed a drummer. <clears throat> Let me get a drink before I uh, drop this one on you. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I have a water tower in my kitchen. You can't see it in the background. Best thing I've ever bought. Best damn thing I've ever bought. Seriously, it keeps your water cold. It can make it immediately really hot, like boiling hot. And it's just sitting there. I don't have to open a fridge door. I don't have to do anything. I just grab one of these uh, Starbucks things and uh, mm, fill it up in a couple seconds. And there it is. If you don't have a water tower in your house, you're doing your house and injustice get a water tower they're like 120 170 bucks whatever maybe more if you want to get one of those super fancy ones you don't need that uh, the only problem is you got to refill it like every week and a half oh no exercise i carry it up three flights of stairs to my apartment it's fantastic exercise i actually do some curls like one two three yeah each arm that's right or if you're lazy, you can have it delivered to your house, whatever. It's, you know, just get a, get a damn water tower. But anyways, back to the drum roll. Okay, just got my contract for the first ever Asai TV Super Ultra Megacon. Yes, are you excited as I am? I am extremely excited. I figured I'm running this television network. I'm dealing with all of these celebrities and all of these awesome people. You know what? I want everybody in the same place at the same time. I want to make an event that's better than any Comic-Con I've ever been to, better than any shopping experience that I've ever been to. And I'm super excited about this thing. There's a couple things in the contract that I need to get uh, maneuvered around. Um, apparently they weren't listening <laughs> when we were negotiating. And that's fine. It happens. Uh, so I will definitely uh, get that taken care of. But uh, next June in 2022 will be the first Super Ultra Mega Con, uh, the Some Sea, Some Sea, Some Sea, and we're going to name a robot Some Sea, and it's going to be our mascot. I'm excited about this robot, and it's going to blow your mind, people. Seriously, there's going to be live concerts, there's going to be live pro wrestling, there's going to be celebrities, there's going to be food, there's going to be a, a, a huge local shopping experience. It's going to be here in Colorado Springs, so all local businesses. Uh, and of course, it'll have all the Comic-Con stuff, the toys, the the comics, the artists, and um, 
like literally I have these things right here, these notebook pay, pay, uh, notebook pages. What are they called actually? Uh, notebook pads. Yeah. I have geez, page after page after page. This is, I know people write things in their phone nowadays, or maybe if they're sitting down, they could do it in their computers. I have pages and pages of plans for this thing. And uh, I don't know if you can see on that table behind me for those watching in the live stream. Those are all business cards right here. These are all business cards. There's over 250 of them right there of businesses that are already ready to sign up. Uh, so we got room for about 250 vendors. We're going to have a toy store. We're going to have the meet and greet. We're going to have the food court, local shopping, wrestling arena, and panel location, live music, music and comedy, and uh, theatric stage. Uh, a side TV sign-up stations everywhere and meeting and greeting our hosts as well. We're going to have a scary place with paranormal groups and uh, haunted houses. We're going to have Candyland with all kinds of sweets and cakes and stuff like that. Cosplay, selfie stations, a uh, place for artists and comic books and authors and a whole video game setup. Uh, man, I'm even talking to Meow Wolf right now. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but uh, maybe they can set up a little immersive type of uh, display that people can get excited about meow wolf denver that's opening up here pretty soon uh man i'm i'm crazy i just yeah i've booked hundreds of events throughout my life some have been very successful some have been very not successful but this one will be i know it will be because everyone's already excited and we're literally 10 months away from this thing uh so yeah and, and, and this isn't the only place we're planning on doing it here in Colorado Springs. It'll be the first one because I live here, and that's just way easier on me. But we're uh, talking about Charlotte. We're talking about southeast Michigan, south of Detroit, and uh, talking about Vegas as well. So I kind of want to hit second cities, though. I'm not sure about Vegas because it's a little saturated there. There's too much to do. But if we go to a place like Rapid City, South Dakota, you know, there's nothing going on there whatsoever. The whole state's coming. And if uh, we do something in Colorado Springs, trust me, there's not much going on here. Uh, like Charlotte, I don't know much about Charlotte, but it's not a huge city. Uh, so maybe we'll do one like in a city around that city or something like that. What's the second biggest city in North Carolina or South Carolina? Whatever it is, uh, I'm just totally pumped about this thing. I would love to have 10 to 12 cities or something like that and kind of do three or four every year and then skip a year for that city and then come back two years later, whatever. I just, it could be the start of something really great. And uh, with, man, we have so many people on a side TV, just the stars that we have alone, not to mention our homegrown talent. Uh, I think that can draw a few people. Plus, like I said, it's going to be way more interactive. I just went to the Colorado Springs Comic Con, and uh, I really like just about everybody with that altered reality group. They're cool people. Um, one in particular has treated me like crap ever since the beginning. And I have no idea why, cause I've always been very, uh, very nice, very professional. And I've done a lot of work and a lot of promotions for them. But this one lady just seems to hate my guts. So, um, I wish them well, uh, <laughs> but I will not be helping you anymore because I'm going to do my best to kick your ass. So, uh, take that as friendly business competition because uh, that's what it is on my end. If you take it personally, then that's your problem, not mine. But I and fully intend to eventually, maybe not the first year, beat your numbers and beat your ass and uh, show you how a con should be ran 
uh, and you're in the con business. So uh, what would that say about you? And you should have been nicer to Brandon. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but I saw, I went to their event. I bought a ticket and I went to their event and I just looked around and I took two pages of notes about how I would make this thing way better and a hell of a lot more fun for the people that are paying an arm and a leg. If you wanted to go to all three days of this Comic-Con, you're looking at, I think it was $100 or something like that per person. Okay? So if you're bringing your wife and you're bringing your kid and you got two kids, you're talking $400 to go to Comic-Con for these three days. If you just wanted to go to one day, you're still talking $160 uh, not to mention that ju- that's just gets you in the door. That doesn't buy your video game or your toys or or your comics or or your meet and greets, which are like up to a hundred bucks a piece too. That's just insane. You you literally so you got a family of four. You're going to spend a thousand dollars if you go get a couple autographs and buy a couple things. That's ridiculous. Not to mention food. Not to mention bottled water was four dollars. Not to mention you know. All of this crap, man. I'm just walking around and going, well, first of all, this place is a mall. It's a mall that you have to pay 40 bucks a person to get into. And yeah, there's some celebrities and stuff. Okay, cool. I knew four of them, maybe five. I knew the Leave it to Beaver people, which had no line in front of it whatsoever. And there's a couple wrestlers there, and they had lines, you know, the longest lines by far. They had Zach from Saved by the Bell there, and he had a good line, but... Like, okay, there's four or five people that I knew, and I know everybody just about. So I, it's just one of those things, man. We're, the, the people that we're going to bring are going to be way more interesting. There'll be a line at everybody's booth, I promise you that. And uh, I'm just really excited. It's something I've always wanted to do, and it's something, and if, there's, <laughs> and if you know me very well, if there's something I want to do, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it. Okay, another thing I'm really super crazy, dumb, excited about um, next year as well. Hang on. You may have seen some stuff if you know me. If you're my pal on uh, whatever social media that you prefer to talk shit on. Um, we're we're going to make a movie. Like I've always another something else I've always wanted to do, so I'm going to do the damn thing. We're going to make a movie. It's going to be a horror movie, low budget. Um it's going to be for fans of bad horror movies and we're going to make a bad horror film. And I, I'm, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be called evil tacos. And, uh, personally, if I'm strolling through Amazon prime and I see a movie called evil tacos, I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to watch that movie. And it's, uh, it's already being written at the moment. The cast is being built. We're assembling a team already. We're going to film it out in the smoky mountains and, uh, Tennessee, uh, near the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area, and uh, it's, I'm working with uh, Vinny and Luke uh, from the Wrestling with Ghosts, Big and Funky crew. Like I said, it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's a little idea I had for a movie, so guess what we're going to have next year? We're going to have ourselves some evil tacos, and it's going to be fantastic, and it'll be uh, it'll debut on a side TV, of course, and then we'll uh, pitch it over to Amazon Prime and... Uh, See about getting our stuff on there as well. So another thing next year. Now, hopefully the Comic-Con will help pay for the movie. That'd be pretty simple. We may be filming probably next August. Oh, man. What else? What else? What else? What else? There's so much going on. I got to be, I just found out I got to be back in uh, Philadelphia on September 11th. 
Um, man's airport security is going to be stupid on that day. Oh, but anyway, um, I will be in Philly with Ring of Honor again, uh, finishing up the documentary for the women's uh, championship tournament for Ring of Honor. Uh, great company. I'm looking forward. I made a lot of friends last time I was out there when I was with them in Baltimore. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, looking forward to seeing Mike and Maria again. And uh, yeah, man, that's what I do. And, you know, it's really, I really appreciate, like, Maria's the one who set this up. Uh, Maria Canellis, y'all know her if you're wrestling fans. Um, she was also on The Apprentice, and I've heard a lot of stories about that, which I would love to share, but I cannot. Um, <laughs> maybe when Donald Trump dies at that point, you can she can share some of those stories, and uh, I'll be the first to listen. Anyways, uh, yeah, just great people, and I really appreciate her uh, hooking this thing up and uh, giving me some work, which is always appreciated. And just uh, being a part of such a hospitable, awesome professional company as Ring of Honor. So very excited about that. And I uh, always wanted to uh, work when I was wrestling. I've always wanted to wrestle inside the, uh, I can't remember the name of the building. It's the old ECW arena. And I never got to, and that's fine. Uh, but it's just like the whiskey. You know, I'm, I think I said this at the, on the last episode. It's just like the whiskey a go-go in L.A. I always wanted to play there as a musician. I always wanted to sing there. I didn't get to, but I got to do it with a camera in my hand, and that's the same thing I'll be doing at the ECW Arena. So I'm uh, looking forward to that energy of that place and uh, just seeing the insides of it and the backstage area and all that good stuff. It's legendary if you're a wrestling fan, and I still am. So, uh, yeah, looking very forward to that. Oh, man. There's some negative stuff here I have on this list I don't really want to talk about. First of all, I'll, I'll just say it quickly and enjoy the good times man if you're sitting in a place like i am right now where everyone you love is still doing good you know when your friends are still your friends (laughs) and uh there's a roof over my head i have power there's food in the refrigerator my cat somewhere around here surprisingly has not meowed whatsoever thus far in this uh, episode which is crazy because that's what she does she loves she loves her voice being heard i'm glad she's not on twitter just enjoy these times man look around take a deep breath smile (laughs) seriously smile things are okay right yeah there's bad shit going on i have bad shit going on that i i can't even talk about but it's not that bad. It's only, it's only bad, you know? Pain is only pain. Bad times are only bad times. But look at what you've got around you. Look at everybody that you love. And realize, first of all, none of it matters. You don't matter. I don't matter. None of us freaking matter, okay? And I'm not saying that against any slogans or anything. I'm just telling the truth. And I've said this before. If I die... A couple thousand people will be upset out of billions of people on this planet. Okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If some of you die, maybe 30 people would be like, oh, that's a shame. And five people would be absolutely crushed out of billions of people. So that to those people, you matter. Absolutely. But in the grand scheme of the universe, this floating blue water-covered rock in the middle of an endless universe, none of us matter. 
And as soon as you realize that, maybe you won't take shit so goddamn seriously. We get 80 some odd years to play if we're lucky. Most of us get 70 some odd years to play. A lot of us don't get hardly any of that. Some that die as soon as they're born. Okay, you're lucky. You were the fastest sperm out of millions to hit that egg. <laughs> you're a miracle. But at the same time, none of us matter. Nothing you hate so much. Me bitching about booming bass music doesn't matter. Me bitching about stupid people that smoke out in front of entrances, that doesn't matter. None of, none of this shit matters. And as soon as you realize that, you can kind of focus a little bit better and kind of realize that, okay, this is what I get and this is good. Because it's not going to always be good. People are going to go away. People are going to die. People, horrible things are going to happen. Your life is going to fall apart and come back together and fall apart and come back together and fall apart and come back together more times than you'll ever be able to count on both hands and both feet. It's just the way life is. So when the times are good, enjoy it. Because it won't stay that way. And when the times are bad, it doesn't matter. Because things aren't going to stay that way. I've been arrested before for, <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what for, nothing bad, mostly traffic stuff, you know, like, oh, I didn't know my license was suspended, okie doke, you know, I got arrested once for beating the shit out of somebody, and you know what, I probably deserved it, even though I was defending somebody, but, you know, and you're sitting in a jail cell, and you're just kind of looking around, or you've got those handcuffs, and you're in the back of the cop car, yeah, you know, I, I kind of got to the point where I'm calloused and I just realized that none of this matters. Okay, whatever. A couple days, couple weeks, maybe a couple months, I'll be fine. I'll be back on the couch with my cat snuggling my beard. You know, it's just, who gives a shit? And I'm really working on being a more positive person and I'm really working on practicing what I'm preaching right now. I trust me, I work on it every single day. I don't want to be a negative guy. I don't want to be angry all the time. I don't want to be pissed off whenever I see somebody canceled their subscription, which, by the way, don't do that, you idiot. <laughs> Seriously, the same thing happens. I get a notification every time somebody cancels, and it'll be like, so-and-so canceled their plan for a side TV. I'm like, Aah! I start saying horrible things about you and your whole family. I don't want to be that guy, but I am right now, so... Still working on it. Still a work in progress. And, um, you know, I'm jealous. Not jealous. I, I can't use that word. But I'm envious of the mentality of people, like, in their 80s and 90s who know that any minute, like, it's just over. I had a conversation with a guy at a, at a gun club, of all places, in Olympia, Washington, uh, sometime earlier this year, maybe last year. And I, you know, did the polite thing, like, hey, how you doing, sir? And he's like, oh, just waiting to die. <laughs> and he said it with a big smile on his face. And I said, okay. I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? He's like, no, it's great. It's like, I've had a great life. Okay. Well, I'm a complete stranger. I don't know why you're telling me this, but I mean, I didn't say that, but I didn't know why he was telling me that. I'm like, okay, dude, you just depressed the shit out of me. But at the same time, he was inspiring because he's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't care about anything. And I, I, I want to be that guy. So I'm working on being that guy. Oh, man. Books. 
Yes, my son and I released uh, Billy Fred Whopper Goggles about two years ago. Still super proud of us for getting that done. Thank you to Indigo River um, Publishing for making that happen. Um, I've since left working with them. Uh, Nothing against them whatsoever, but just not a good fit. Don't mesh well, and uh, I don't think we got anything done that we were promised. So that book's kind of stagnant. It's still available on Amazon Books if you want to check it out. Billy Fred Whopper Goggles, check it out. But we have two more books. One that I wrote with my son called Chicken Snake and Chupacabra Cow. That is in editing stage right now. I found a new guy. Uh, his name's Brandon, too. Seems like a cool guy. He's uh, helped my friend Ann Keat release his books. And um, um, super crazy, nuts, excited. Uh, there's, there's something about releasing a book. Just having it in your hands. When I first put the Billy Fred Whopper goggles book in my hands, I just felt so proud, like super proud. I felt like I did when I graduated basic training or when a TV finally launched to the world, I just felt so proud. And it's just one of those major accomplishments in my life. So now that we have uh, that one and we may be doing more Billy Fred too. It's really up to the kid. He's, you know, he's not, he's not a 11 year old boy writing a book with his dad anymore. Now he's going on 14 and um, he, does video games and hangs out in his room and looks at his phone. Uh, so if he wants to write another book, fantastic. Uh, but we, we did write another book. And like I said, chicken snake and chupacabra cow. Uh, it's like a barn farm, barnyard farm detective book. And it's so much fun. And I, it's, it's really, really weird. It's like the weirdest thing I think I've ever put my name and his name on. So that's coming out, I hope. Also, I just finished entirely writing a book about all my travels with uh, filming the show Go There, Eat That. It's all the recommendations and road stories from Go There, Eat That. And I think the book will just be called Go There, Eat That. Lots of pictures in there. It's going to be a color book. uh, Not a coloring book, but a book that's in color, all the pictures. And just all the the behind-the-scenes stories and things like that. It's, It's just a lot of fun. And I'm just kind of wanted to document all my just like 50 of the top favorite places and then little uh notes from everybody who got the film with me just it's just a lot of fun um if if you are a fan of traveling and eating buy the damn book trust me you're gonna love it so anyways got books coming out we got movies coming out we got comic cons coming out of course we got a side tv coming out i still have to finish my album with uh the, the new One-Eyed Buffalo album, I just haven't had a time. And like I said, without Dave next to me telling me I suck, it's not as easy. So, um, I mean, all of that stuff. I'll be bugging the hell out of all of you on each of those. <sighs> Man, I've been um, dreaming a lot lately. And we don't have a whole lot of people on the, uh, the FaceTime thing right now. So the Facebook live stream. I was going to ask people what their reoccurring dreams were, and I was going to tell you some of mine, but I think I'm going to save that until I give people more of a heads up uh, when we're going to do a live stream. Hmm. Season three of Go There, Eat That. I was just talking about it. We are going to, uh, I've been asking people some recommendations and uh, trying to figure out exactly where we should Go, and I got it down. These are the these are going to be the locations. I think I have. Let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's weird. There's supposed to be seven or eight places, but I think we're up to twelve. I may have to narrow these down. 
But I really want to do episodes in the following locations for season three. And I know we've been around for five years. So you're like, how are you doing season three? Well, we had a year and a half of COVID, which I didn't feel like doing the show. And then I got real serious about some other shows. And to include, basically, it just hasn't lined up to do them. I don't want to do the run and gun style of Go the Eat That that we used to do, where I just walk into a place and an hour later I have a segment. It's just not... I want to do towns. We started doing it with uh, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, and then we did the Colorado Springs episode during the beginning of COVID. And if you watch those episodes and then watch some older episodes of Go There, Eat That, it's like totally different shows. So with Anthony Bourdain gone, what, you know, I kind of want to fill that void. I'll never be that good. I don't know if I'll ever have that kind of production that, you know, the CNN and the Travel Channel crews have. But <clears throat> I um, can do my best. And I think if you watch those two shows, you'll see the directions we want to go in. We really want to explore the culture of each city that we go to. And then, um, you know, with the backdrop of the food, interview more people that represent those locations. And uh, But these are the locations I came up with. I've always wanted to go to Beale Street in Memphis. And I watched uh, some YouTube show about it. And just the guy was going up and down Beale Street. And I just saw these amazing locations and all this historic stuff. And uh, by all means, I, I really think Go There, Eat That on Beale Street would be a fun, fun episode. So we'll line up. I, I, it's going to be kind of breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. And uh, I, I don't think that'll be a problem whatsoever on Beale Street in Memphis. Uh, Route 66, we've already got this booked for October. And uh, my friend Heather Bailey and I are going to hit the road just rent a van and uh, start in Malibu. I think it is Malibu, or is it Santa Monica? Santa Monica, I think. And drive all the way up to Illinois, I think Chicago. And we'll hit all the cool food places, and uh, we'll film another new show that we have called On the Roadside. Film lots of things for that as well. Uh, so Beale Street, Route 66. I'm going to do an episode and, and call it Sorry, Ohio. Because as strange as it is, we filmed in every corner of this country. We've never filmed in Ohio, anywhere in Ohio. Not Cincinnati, Cleveland, Dayton, Toledo, not Columbus. I mean, all these cities. So we're going to hit like all the major cities in Ohio, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, and maybe more. And uh, maybe brunch, <laughs> throw it in there just so we have an extra segment and entitle the uh, episode, Sorry, Ohio. Uh, I have access to the rainbow bar and grill. Now I have their cards. I know the managers, uh, through the PRC project that we filmed, uh, we can do whatever we want there, but I don't just want to do that. I want to go out to LA. We're also talking to Fred Corey from the band Cinderella about doing a show with him about LA. But while I'm there, I think, um, I want to do a go the read that on the sunset strip in Los Angeles, up and down the sunset strip. There's pink tacos. There's, uh, so many places, not and then ended off with the Rainbow Bar and Grill. It's just a historic place. I should have been there, but I was too young. Um, I blame you, mom, for not having me, what, 10 years earlier when you were like 10 or something, or six or something like that. Um, no, not your fault, but I just, uh, I should have been in uh, that scene. I feel like I did, felt like I belong there. Every time I go there, I feel like I'm at home, even though I've only been there a couple times in my life. But I really want to do the Sunset Strip. Um, I've always wanted to do a cowboy shit episode. Um, just doing cowboy shit, riding horses, barbecuing, uh, hitting some of the local, you know, mom and pop 
greasy spoons in town and maybe in Wyoming, maybe somewhere out in the middle of Texas. Maybe I don't know where yet. If you got any ideas out there, please like reach out to me and give me some good. Just, I just want to live on a farm and you know, I, I've always wanted to experience that. I'm, I'm a city boy born and raised in South Detroit. I don't, um, have this in my DNA, but I've always wanted to experience it. Maybe I'll do a farm episode where I wake up at six, you know, five o'clock in the morning and feed the chickens. And, you know, I don't know. I just really, I really have like this huge inclination to do this. I don't want to live this lifestyle. Don't get me wrong, but I want to, you know, have that big breakfast with the family and then go out there and do some farm work and, you know, do some plowing and what, I don't even know what the hell they do on farms. That's how far away, how far removed I am from this. I want to get on a horse and chase some cows around and stuff. I, I just, I think it'll be great. I think that's interesting to me because it's something I don't know nothing about. So that's what I really want to do as well. Um, we have a lot of stuff to film in New York city this year. I think we're going to be there in October. Uh, we've, we've done Katz's Deli, and that's the only thing I've ever filmed for Go There, Eat That in the state of New York. But I think while we're up there filming New York Ham and doing the Nathan Orton project, I really want to get knock out an episode of Go There, Eat That, spend a day or two on it, and just uh, really represent the city, maybe a side of it that most people don't get to see. I don't want to step on Eddie's <laughs> toes or anything for uh, New York Ham, but I really want to uh, have that New York City episode and uh, like I said, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. And maybe while we're there, um, I've never been to Boston. I know that's weird. It's like the, it's like the one major city in the country that I've never been to. And I, I really want to knock that out. We're going to name that episode, Please Come to Boston, off the old, uh, um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> I can't remember the country singer's name. Please come to Boston, she said no. Oh, you come home to me. I booked the guy at the Asylum Concert Club. He's uh, David Allen Coe. That's his, he wrote that song. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we're going to knock out Boston as well. Um, also, I've never filmed anything in Minnesota. I know this is weird, like Ohio, Boston, Minnesota. These are places I should have been by now, but I haven't. So I think... Um, I want to do something in the wintertime in Minnesota. I know that's stupid. Like, it just gives you all kinds of problems that you don't need. But I, I just want to. It, it'll be a nice backdrop. It'll be, uh, we'll just have to rent a nice 4 by 4 vehicle and hope it's not terrible. So uh, definitely somewhere in Minnesota, maybe Minneapolis. I've always wanted to go to the Great Mall of America. I don't know why. I hate malls, but it's just one of those things you have to knock off your list. Um. There's a place in uh, Texas, I believe. It's not the biggest truck stop in the world or gas. I think it might be the biggest gas station in the world. It's called Bucky's. And I've seen a couple of people online spend 24 hours at a Bucky's and they get breakfast, like every meal there, and they get all these different snacks and there's all this cool stuff to do. So I think I might do a Bucky's episode and maybe a bonus episode. I don't know. I, I don't see it visually. I, I haven't been there. I've driven by a couple Bucky's, but I've never been to a Bucky's. It, but it just it doesn't look visually stimulating enough to maintain an entire episode, but maybe it is. So I think we're going to do a Bucky's episode at some point in the road, maybe when we're driving through. And uh, then there's another truck stop in Iowa. Again, I've never filmed any. Have I? No, I have filmed something in Iowa. Okay. I filmed the Mike Bennett thing up there. 
in Collins, Iowa. So I have knocked that off the list. But there's a truck stop called Iowa 80, and that is the biggest truck stop in the world. So I'd like to film 24 hours there as well, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, and uh, sleep in a van in a parking lot. It sounds like a great time to me. I know this sounds awful to some people, but I love the van life stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we got uh, Beale Street, Route 66, the state of Ohio, Sunset Strip, New York City, Boston, Minnesota, Bucky's in Iowa, 80, the big truck stop. And I missed one, uh, the Florida Keys. I want, I, again, it's something I know nothing about, but I see pictures and I think it's beautiful. Uh, hopefully hurricanes don't wipe it away by then. But um, I just want to go alligator hunting and you know, be on one of those big wind boats and just skimming through the water and just fishing and you know, cooking up what you catch and all this different stuff and get with a company that does that down in Florida Keys. So if anybody else knows that, has any kind of contacts for that, please let me know. And lastly, um, I'm not sure. This may be the final episode of the, of the season. It'll probably be a year and a half away by the time I get there. But uh, Alaska, I want to get lost in Alaska, man. Uh, there's mountain villages out there. I have friends up there that have fishing vessels. And I want to go out on a, on a big fishing vessel. I want to go get some king crab. I want to do all the stuff that, you know, Alaskan natives do. And I, I want to visit these small towns and have dinner with a family and all these different things. So it's, um, it's on the list. And if it's on the list, it will happen. That's just my mentality. It has to happen now. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a go there, eat that season three. And there's so many things to be excited for. Next year is just going to be freaking bonkers uh, between filming the movie, getting the first Comic-Con done, and uh, booking the next ones. And then um, Go There, Eat That, the TV show, releasing books, uh, geez, all the other shows that we're doing. It's just there's so much. Uh, like, like, I don't know how it's all going to fit together, but I know it will. Does that make any sense? And so many people in this business, especially, oh, I have a sip of coffee left. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Green Mountain Vanilla Caramel, the cured cups. Oh, they're perfect. <sighs> Anyways, a lot of people in this business and in business in general, they just, they're so damn negative, like from the get go. This is what I do. This is what I do for a living. Asai TV is what I do for a living. These events, everything under that Asai TV umbrella, these books, all that stuff is how I make a living. And I've done it by the skin of my teeth for the last seven years, which I'm very proud of. I've had a lot of help along the way. Uh, but who doesn't? You know what I mean? It's, it's just, this is what I do for a living. So when I make these plans, it's not, uh, oh, I hope this happens. When I make the plans, that's the first step of making it happen. And it will happen. Will it be perfect? No. Will it be good? Yes, because it happened. And if it doesn't go good, guess what? I'm going to try again and try to make it better. That's just my mentality. I'm not putting myself over here, but it's one of those things where it's, it's the, the, the wheels are in motion and I don't have any brakes. If you know me whatsoever, and I know I've said if you know me a couple times uh, to an annoying point at this, at this point, but if you know me, you know, I don't have brakes. I don't know how to stop. I don't even know how to slow down. I just have to go forward and I have to make these things happen now because guess what? I just put it out to you. And now <laughs> I look like an asshole if they don't. Every damn thing that I said was going to happen has happened. 
I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I wanted to run my own pro wrestling company. No, you can't do that. Guess what? I did it for 13 freaking years. I wanted to sing in a band. I wanted to sing on stages, record an album. Guess what? I've been doing it for, <laughs> don't even know how long at this point. Almost, what, three decades? And I'm still releasing music. I want to run a television network. Oh, that's a stupid idea. Oh, yeah, it is a stupid idea. But guess what? We're going on our seventh year, and we've never been bigger, and we've never been better. And yes, you, you, right now, can subscribe to Asai TV on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and at AsaiTV.com. That's A-S-Y-T-V.com. It's only five bucks a month, 17 cents a day. What the hell are you waiting for? Actually, I don't know what you're waiting for. If you're listening to this podcast, you actually care about me in some aspect. So get off your ass and subscribe. And my phone has gone crooked. Okay. Is this podcast going long? I only wanted to do like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. What time is it? Ooh, I got to get my pants on here in about an hour. I got to brush my chompers. Anyways, let's get to your mail. Um, because uh, I, there were six questions. Some of them are okay. Some of them have been asked before. I get a lot of questions, but, um, oh, a couple little side notes before I get to the mail. I guess there was a ticking noise in the back of the last couple episodes. I got like a few messages about that. I think I fixed it. I heard it in my headphones, but I didn't know that it was actually translating to, you know, the digital file. So I apologize about that if it was unnerving. Something like that with my audio sensory issues would drive me absolutely freaking nuts. So if I did that to you, I apologize, but thank you for listening. Maybe that's why our numbers were down, like our overall listening numbers. Like people only listened for like 15 minutes, and then that was like the average. Usually it's like an hour or so. Um, maybe that had something to do with it, but I replaced the, the, the cord and all that stuff. So hopefully it doesn't come back ever. Hopefully it's not happening right now and I just can't hear it. Nope, I don't hear anything. And also, um, my kid's weird, but I love him so damn much. You, you know, my kid has never really been into anything outside of video games, like like really into stuff. He likes golf. You know, it's, he's into weird shit, and, and that's great because I don't want a carbon clone of me, okay? I mean, yeah, he looks like me. Yeah, we have sim- the same name, uh, similar birthdays, you know, <laughs> like four days apart. But I don't want a carbon clone of me. I, I want him to be his, his own self, and I love it. And, I, and I'm, when, when he just brings things to me, like, hey, you know, listen to this. So he, he started listening to this band called Sabaton. Oh, and I'm so happy it's not rap. And I'm so happy he's not, like, into the shitty, like, downloaded beat music and just the garbage that I just hate. Sabaton's a hell of a freaking like group of musicians. Are they my favorite? No, uh, they're like Nordic rock. I think they're from Sweden or Finland or something. But they're it's hilarious. It sounds like a bunch of Vikings. Like it's like Viking metal, but it's just I'm so happy that he's listening to like musicians playing music and just heavy stuff and like I, I can sit there and jam it with them like. Oh, my, I got a friend who has a son who's into straight up like gangster hip hop bullshit. And it's just the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. And it's, and you know, yeah, I'm old and I'm whatever. I don't give a shit what your opinion is about my opinion. I'm telling you, I hate this 
garbage bass thumping downloaded music that's just corporately put together and has no talent involved. Tell me that there's talent there and I'll change my mind. There's not, so shut up. Uh, but it's just, it just filled me so full of pride that this band Sabaton is his favorite band. And then I looked it up today and I realized that they're coming to Denver with Judas Priest, which was, you know, I love Judas Priest. Of course you do. Anybody my age loves Judas Priest. So Sabaton and Judas Priest, not in that order, uh, are coming to this place up in Denver. So I'm reaching out to them because my son has a show called the BB Oxmouser Show, which is a travel show, just going around doing cool stuff. It's on a side TV. And uh, how cool would it be if he got to interview his favorite band? So that's what I'm working on. He doesn't know anything about this, by the way, so don't tell him if you bump into him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about this. I just happened to see a note. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, but even if they don't agree to let us in uh, with a media press pass, then uh, I'm still going to get the tickets. And how cool is that going to be? Just a, you get to watch his favorite band, and I get to watch one of my favorite bands. We'll just hang out and uh, do a father son thing. We don't get to do that a lot lately because he doesn't like to travel for some reason. I know he will eventually. I don't think I did either when I was a kid. But you know, there's no video games on on the road. I guess so. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to your mail. And uh, I'm not going to do the little jingle because I'm doing a live stream and I'd have to stop and then play the jingle and do all that crap. And I don't want to do it because I'm very lazy. So, uh, yeah, you can do it. I'll give you 10 seconds right now, 10 seconds to do your own jingle. Just sing a song about getting mail and go. Okay, great. That was good. Thank you so much. All right. First one is from Hannah. I miss the old, I miss the old angry Brandon. Why so politically correct lately? Uh, I don't. Here's the thing. Um, people can grow up very quickly in different aspects of their life. Like it took me forever to grow up financially, which I don't think I'm even there yet. Uh, it took me a lot of ways to grow up in relationships before I just realized don't be in one. Um, as far as being negative, I used to be way, way more negative than I am now. And um, even like last year, if you listen to this show, it's just me screaming at people. I've done some of that on this episode, and that's, you know, it, it calls for it. It's a roller coaster ride. You got to go happy, sad, up, down, left, right. But I don't think I'm any different. I just, uh, think I more carefully word my, my stuff just for the simple fact that I don't want to argue with anybody. Um, I've called a lot of people stupid already on this very episode. And those people are stupid in my mind. They might think I'm stupid, whatever. Voice your opinion. Call me stupid. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. The people that let things like that bother them are the people that are already defeated in some way in life. So it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I think a lot of people need to be called out. And if I have to do it in my little way with my tiny audience, then fine. I'll be that guy. That's not a problem. But I don't feel the need to get angry and yell and stuff like that. It's just, I honestly haven't raised my voice in anger in a decade. I just don't need to. So what's, you know, that, that, that's not really true. I mean, computers piss me off. Like you could, like if I'm editing a project and it freezes up and it's gone forever, <laughs> yes, I am like, why the fuck? Ah, why is son of a bitch? I'll kick your little computer ass. Yeah, I'll go, I go stupid. If I'm in traffic and somebody nearly kills me, yes, 
things come out of my mouth that would normally not come out of my mouth at extreme volumes and with much inflection. So yeah, I can't say I haven't yelled, but at people in general, no. Because if someone's that angry at me and somebody wants to fight or something, I've already beaten them. I've already in your head. I've already conquered you. I'm already laughing at you. It's not, I don't need to, like when my son screws up, okay, let's figure out why and let's figure out how to improve it. If I screw up, let's figure out what I did and make sure it doesn't happen again. And it all goes back to what I said earlier. None of it freaking matters. None of this matters. None of it. All of our DNA is like this remote control that I'm holding right now. It goes to my air conditioning because I'm super fancy. It, um, it's only a few strands of uh, molecular structure different than me. <laughs> you know, we're all connected. Everything is a mesh. We're all living in the matrix. Yeah, and it's just none of it matters, man. So why stress? There's no reason for it. Just be happy as you can possibly be when life lets you be happy. Oh, so yeah, the old Brandon is uh, whatever, man. I learn every day how to be a better Brandon, and I'm hoping that shines through this lineage of podcast releases that I've done. Okay, April, who's your biggest crush that no one knows about? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know why I put that down. I don't really like talking. These are like high school questions. No offense, April, but... Uh, I, uh, what do you want me to say? You like, I don't, I don't know you. I, uh, maybe I do know you. I, I don't, I just wrote down April. I don't remember which April I know like two Aprils. So, and I don't think either one of them sent a question And my biggest crush that no one knows about. I'm a, I'm a human man. So, um, I have crushes all the time. I will fall in love when I walk into a Trader Joe's and be like, Oh my God, she is beautiful. Look at that smile. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. And then I'll try to time it so we can, like, maybe pass, you know, like in the aisles, like in the frozen food aisle. Like, I'll walk up and be like, hey, quit hogging all the frozen vegetables, lady. And then she'll go, ha, ha, yeah, I'm sorry. And then I'll feel out the process without being creepy. You know, I don't like to be creepy. And go, okay, nothing there. Move on. That's about it, you know, but... You'll notice a ring on their finger, and I'm very respectful to that when I can be. And uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, crushes, I guess, like, there's this girl, and she's way younger than me, so it's kind of weird, but uh, Rebecca Felgate. Look up Rebecca Felgate. She's like this British girl who lives in Canada. She does YouTube videos, and I just, I don't care about what she's saying. I'm just like, uh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what's that? uh Yvonne or, or I think your last name was actually orgy or Ori. I don't know. It's like African, uh, pronunciation. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't want to say Yvonne orgy, but she was in the, uh, my nose is itchy. It's driving me crazy. She was in the, uh, movie with John Cena that I just watched on Hulu, uh, vacation friends, which is fabulous. By the way, go watch that movie. Um, she's the, uh, the wife of the main guy. I, I don't know. That she's just absolutely, ugh, Jesus, like, ah. So I guess celebrity crush, her, she'd be one. Uh, Doctor Hannah Strait is another one. If you, if you look up on YouTube, she has a show where she just travels in a van. Like, Jesus, come on. So yeah, um, I don't know. Crushes, like, I'm, I have a crush on everybody. Literally, I do. I 
but it doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. It doesn't mean I'm in love. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a stalker. It's just, wow, that person's amazing. Yes. That's about it. You know, it's, I'm 48 years old this year. I don't, I'm not 22 years old and just walking around with a heart on pointing it at things. It's, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. If somebody comes along who's absolutely amazing, can put up with my bullshit, makes me laugh, laughs at my dumb shit, then maybe there's something there. But until that happens and until it uh, is just undeniable, I'm good. Okay. Oh, this yeah, this is a connected question. Uh, best shows on YouTube. There's so much shit on YouTube and I mean that there's so much shit on YouTube and then there's so much great stuff on YouTube. I watch like Trent and Alley, which I got my mom into watching, which she needs to get caught up on. I bought you a t-shirt, mom. You have to wear the t-shirt every Monday and Friday and watch Trent and Alley. Um, Kara and Nate is another one. It's kind of like Trent and Alley, but Trent and Alley's kind of transitioned from traveling around the world in a van to like building a house and having a baby. Kara and Nate are still traveling around the world in a van. So, I really enjoy them. Kara is just a dream. Oh, my goodness. Give me some of her DNA and a lock of her hair, and I'll make another Kara for myself. Uh, Van City Van Life, um, another guy who travels in a van. Uh, Same with Hannah Strait. uh, Carpetbagger, he just goes around doing fun stuff. And these guys release things, like, every day. It's weird. Like, how do they do this? It's a ton of work. Um, Matt's RV reviews. I've mentioned them before. I, he's terrible at his job of, uh, being a TV host or YouTube host, but for some reason he's lovable and I just like seeing the RVs cause I'm fascinated and I want one. Um, I've been watching, uh, this new guy, uh, Trek. What is it? Uh, I can't remember his name. Trek trendy or, and there's another one named Josh K Cahill, Cahill, Josh, all they do is fly around in airplanes and go to airports. And then sometimes they'll look around these cities all over the world. I am just fascinated. I'll sit there and just put it on. And of course they'll keep playing episode after episode after episode. And I just watch it like these super fancy first class business class, even the shitty class and just all these cities, just Josh Cahill. I don't know. know, C-A-H-I-L-L Cahill, Josh Cahill. I'll just call him that. Uh, was just walking around Baghdad, like being a celebrity. I think he's a British guy or something. I don't know where he's from, but he's uh, it's not really about the people. It's just about what they're doing. And it's it just reminds me of what I do. So I kind of like to relate to that. And I like to see these places and like Carpetbagger. We've done five or six different places. Uh, Days with Jordan the Lion is another one I watch sometimes. He's been doing this Elvis stuff forever now. He's the one I saw the Memphis episode on. Um, yeah, a little too much Elvis lately there, Josh, uh, but uh, or Jordan. But um, we've done a bunch of the same places and Carpetbagger, same thing. We've done a lot of the same places of these people, and it's really cool to see that from a different uh, camera lens. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm and I always find new stuff all the time. So. Uh, and I really want to go to Baghdad now. I really, really want to go to Baghdad. So if anybody's got a lead for that, uh, do a go there, eat that in Baghdad. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? Me. That's who wants to do it. I don't care about all the stuff. Like, seriously, like the people that I know that are from Iraq are some of the nicest damn people, most talented people, and some of the best food, too. So that's a no-brainer for me, man. I just have to make it happen. Uh, let's see here. What show do you least enjoy filming from Cinders? 
Hello, Cinders. Um, well, it was Moto Vixens. I'm just going to straight up say it. Um, and it's nothing against anybody involved. Carol's great. I, I just said this last week. I'm just too many chefs in the kitchen, and I'm just not going to do the show anymore. We did the five episodes that we said we were going to do, uh, that I was contracted to do. Uh, I barely broke even. It doesn't attract new customers whatsoever, new subscribers. So I, I don't care. I'm, I'm done with it. If I'm, if I'm not having fun, then why am I doing it? Uh, it better be a hell of a lot of money if I'm not having fun and it's not. So, um, it's just not a fun show. I don't, I don't, I, when you don't care about something, you, you don't want to do it and you're not going to do a good job. And Carol deserves somebody who's going to do a great job. So, um, I hope she finds somebody. It's not going to be as cheap as I was though. Uh, FMK, I guess that means F Mary kill anyone, anyone, and anyone. <laughs> Well, if I'm going to F anybody, it's going to be all the crushes and uh, people I talked about above. Um, If I'm going to marry somebody, it's going to be somebody that I just gave you the criteria for that. And if I'm going to kill anybody, I don't want to kill anybody. I just want people to leave me alone. That's it. I want my neighbors to go away. Um, I would not kill them personally, but if they (laughs) just happened, you know, to not exist anymore. And then that, like, apartment like next to mine got completely quarantined for like years and nobody could move in there. Oh, oh, what a dream scenario. No, but I don't want anybody to die for that. Just go away, go away. They should literally take the state of Georgia. I'll, I'll even just say like central DeKalb County. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't like Atlanta and put everybody that I don't like in DeKalb County, which is, there's a lot of them there already. I just hate Atlanta, man. I'm sorry. I don't like Denver either. I really don't like Denver. Denver's just the drizzling shits to me. I've never had that much fun in Denver. It's just traffic and impossible to park and very pretentious and just, ugh. I just want people to leave me alone. Is that a much to ask? Is that much to ask? Is it? No. Um, let's see here. Oh, man. Imagine if you took everybody that I didn't like and put them in one small county like DeKalb County, Georgia. First of all, the, all the diehard Trump supporters would be there. No offense to you, Trump supporters. All the people that thump bass music would be there. All the smokers that don't keep their cigarette smoke to themselves would be there. Spiders, all the spiders would be there. Uh, who else? I don't know. There's a lot of people that really irritate the shit out of me. Or maybe people can just stay where they're at and just give me Wyoming. Like, everybody has to get out of Wyoming, except for me and people that run, like, you know, restaurants and, like, people. Boy, do I sound like an elitist asshole. (laughs) It's exactly what I sound like. But it's true. I just want to be left alone. I just want to be, I just want to do my work. And then when I come home, I don't want to hear nobody. I don't really want to see anybody. Just leave me alone. I guess that comes with money. So get a side TV now. Subscribe. Five bucks a month. If I can get a million of you to subscribe... Then uh, I have five million bucks a month. I'll take two million, make it even bigger. I'll take another million, help out families or as many families as I can help out every month. And uh, yeah, the rest will be taxes. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Any more questions? Okay, oh, a wrestling question. Yay, wrestling questions. Okay, if you could wrestle anywhere on any TV show, where would it be? And against who? From Lee. My favorite wrestler has always been William Regal. I know he's retired from in-ring competition. He's still on NXT, but um, 
it would definitely be William Regal or Daniel Bryan. And it would be in Japan because I never got to wrestle in Japan, and I always wanted to. That was one of the bucket list things that will probably not come true. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, definitely William Regal in the Tokyo Egg Dome in Japan. Man, my nose is going crazy. I don't, I don't do cocaine. Why is my nose itching? Like, ugh. See, I got the live stream going. I can't pick my nose. It sucks. I really want to pick my nose right now. I, don't, I have no place. To, I, got, oh, I got a napkin. I, I could. <sighs> Anyways, that was the mail. <laughs> I'm not good at ending shows. It's hard, uh, it's hard for me to say goodbye to people, but it's getting, it's getting late. Oh, I got another cancellation from uh, Kevin Anno7. Well, Kevin Anno7, you just ruined the end of this show. I told you, I get a little like text message or uh, and and an email, so I get to see twice, and I get it when people get the get it too. Thankfully, we get more subscriptions than we get cancellations. Thankfully, but it still pisses me off every time. So, Kevin, you're an asshole, and that's how I'm going to end this show. Everybody who's listening, I want you to join me in the count of three and say, "Screw you, Kevin." Three, two, one. Screw you, Kevin, for canceling Asai TV, because when you cancel Asai TV, not only are we not able to do our charitable stuff, not even close to being able to do it, but we can't make a freaking living doing our art, doing our best to provide a service. So you have every right to cancel. You honestly, you do. You know, it's, it's, it's America. You have the right to cancel anytime you want to, but it still pisses me off. And um, do you think Netflix takes it this personally? Do you think Hulu? I don't think so. I think they're all corporately owned and they don't give a shit. They got enough people. They make Netflix makes like what two point five billion a month worldwide. Yeah. Right now we're making not that okay. So uh, we need your subscriptions. We need you to stay subscribed. Be a part of the family, man. That's what we're really working on making this thing. We're making it. We're trying to make it something that you're going to be proud of. Proud of being a part of for that. Five bucks a month. Like I said, you spend more on your coffee that morning than you do for an entire month of hundreds of hours of all original TV. You know, I get these emails like, I don't like your network. Well, what did you watch? We watched the Stephen Piercy thing. That was good, but I don't like anything else. Well, what else did you watch? We didn't watch anything. We didn't want to. Like, okay, that's fine. But can you at least give it a try? <laughs> like, if you like the Stephen Piercy thing, guess what? I produced that. I filmed that. I also produced and filmed 90% of the rest of the stuff. Maybe there's something there you like. Do you like food? Do you like travel? Do you like, you know, maybe pro wrestling? Do you like families? Do you like stories being told? What the? Give it a shot. Damn, man. Shit pisses me off. Kevin put me in a bad mood. Screw you, Kevin. And kiss my ass. Anyways. Bye. <laughs> I know. I could do a professional ending if I wanted to. I could give you some beautiful words of advice, but I think I've already done that. I could give you some inspiring words that just resonate for the rest of your day and put you in a good mood, but I think I've already done that as well. So I'm just going to straight up do it like everyone should do it. This is the end of the show. Bye. <laughs>